Hey, is this Brian? Yeah, this is Brian. Hey, AJ. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Good, good. I just put you on speakerphone. Okay, cool. Hi. So, Hi. Um, you want to begin telling us about this movie? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? Um, how long were you involved in the project? Oh, well, right from the beginning. Uh, Lo and I, uh, basically, uh, right from the start when we, uh, figured out the story and developed it from there all the way through, uh, post, which we finished, uh, two weeks ago. Alright, um, what is the film about? Well, uh, the film's about basically this woman, uh, named Alyssa, where her grandfather dies, and, uh, she inherits this house and she basically can't keep it, has to get rid of and it's basically the investigation of the mystery of uh, what happened to her grandfather and basically evil inside the house. And that's what the movie kind of uh, takes off from. And one of those, uh, the less you know, the better kind of situations in terms of uh, the scares and uh, where the film heads. Gotcha. And I see the film is about to be screening in a few film festivals. What is the process of submitting your film to these uh, festivals? Well, basically, it's a crazy process because you have to submit it about three, three or four months before the festival actually happens. So what we ended up having to do is you, you basically get a cut of the movie that's at a point where, you know, picture hopefully is locked, but your sound obviously isn't ready yet. So you basically have to do a temporary mix, get all the key sounds, the, you know, the key effects in there, and submit, like, essentially an unfinished version of the movie uh, in order to, to be able to get into festivals when your movie's done. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a hat trick to pull it all. Right, it's kind of like a sales pitch, telling them this is kind of what it's going to be like. Well, yeah, basically. I mean, it has to be far enough, uh, it has to be far enough uh, along, like, when a filmmaker you know, submit to a festival, they should never submit to one to meet a deadline if they feel like the film isn't far enough along that someone can watch it and get the feel and, and, and feel like they're really watching a movie. I mean, you should never uh, you should never submit one if it's in such a rough state where it requires too much imagination to see what the film's going to be like when it's done. But, you know, if you get it 85% there and you can feel like you're watching a movie even though it's not, you know, 100% completed in the audio department. You know, it's worth submitting to try to get into the fest. Right, you should never force it. You should just kind of let it speak for itself when you get to that point. Right, and you know, the key thing also is like talking to other, uh, other fellow filmmakers. There's so many festivals out there now. So getting a, getting a feel from other filmmakers who've had their uh, films in festivals and what their experience was like is, is really key. Because, I mean, you could spend a ton of money submitting to festivals. Uh, and a lot of them, you know, they may not have people even go to them. and It may not be a great festival experience and it's not worth paying for. And a lot of festivals, they don't even watch the movie. They just take your submission fee and put it in the bank account. So you got to watch out for that. Yeah, I've actually gotten a message like that when I added somebody that was like, hey, thanks for the ad, and like, here's 50% off in the submission fee. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't even looking to <laughs> submit a movie. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, what are, what are the what are the big scams now with a lot of the festivals? I mean, it's a lot of them, I and mean, a lot of the bigger ones do. Is it the, the films already have distribution, and the distributor the, the distributors have the connections with the festival, so they're already getting their films, which already have distribution, slotted into the festival. So they're already taking up slots in the festival. You yeah. know that that you know indie film that indie filmmakers are trying to get those same limited amount of slots. So it's made it really competitive now. It's really competitive now to get into a festival. Street Fest, um, we've done Street Fest Horror Festival before. That's where we're doing the world premiere. And uh, they, uh, they, this is their 18th year. And uh, Denise Gossett, who's the festival director, I mean, what's great about that festival is she has a team of judges, and they watch everything. Uh, so you know at least if you're going to submit to that festival, you may not get in, but you know at least your film's going to be watched and considered, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, and a lot of and festivals when, <laughs> watch movies not only once, but two or three times before they make oh, yeah, a decision. Yeah, yeah that, that's if they're a good festival, it's what they should do. I mean, Women in Horror, we found out about that festival from uh, another filmmaker, David uh, Palmero, uh, and uh, his film was in their festival, and he highly recommended them, so we, we submitted to that. We've heard really good things about them as well, so we're excited that we got in. Yeah, that's an interesting film festival. It seems to be making a lot of noise around this time of year. Yeah, this is only their second year, so I'm, it's kind of amazing um, having dealt with them in their organization in terms of what they're getting ready for the screening. They're, they're really with it for a festival that's only in its second year. Uh, and David, I, I should have mentioned David's movie's uh, Murder Made Easy. He was actually in the first year of the festival uh, with his film. Okay, and uh, how many festivals before this movie have you been included in? Oh my gosh. Well, Lo and I, we've done uh, four other uh, features before this festival. So we've been, we've been in a lot of festivals over the years. <laughs> a lot of different ones. Depending on the depending on the film, but this is the first. But this is the world premiere. The first two screenings of the Echoes of Fear. This is the the first festivals uh, for this new film. And that's kind of got to be nerve wracking, knowing this is like the big premiere of it without a whole bunch of people already seeing it. Can you kind of? Yeah, I mean, can you kind of take us on. through that? Uh, I guess that uh, anxious feeling of knowing that this is going to be like the big premiere of Echoes of Fear. Oh, it it, it is incredibly nerve wracking. Uh, every festival we've uh, ever screened in, it it uh, it's really um, it really is pins and needles. I mean, the first thing you have to worry about is just the the uh, projection being right. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> over the years, over the years now they have good digital projection now and uh we've made a good 4k uh theatrical digital print uh for one of a better word uh to play at street fest so at least you know that there's going to be a good you know presentation uh and then for women in horror they've also requested the, the film very early so they've already tested it on their projection system so they know it's going to look good so the first battle is just like making sure the film is presented right uh, then yes, the second uh, the second thing that put butterflies in your stomach is just how people are going to react, and that's what's really great about a horror film. I guess it's like a comedy. 
you, you pretty much can figure out as you're watching the movie, if you stand in the back of the theater, you pretty much can figure out how the audience is responding. Uh, you, in a horror film and a comedy, you can get a sense of it. In a drama, that's tougher because, you know, you, you, people don't uh, react uh, verbally so much in a drama. So you don't really know uh, how people are feeling about it to the end. But during a, a good, you know, a horror movie or comedy, I think you can kind of get a vibe in the room. So I'll be in the back of the room at both screenings kind of picking up the vibe and uh, we'll see because, it's all about the audience, you know, it's all about yeah. how the audience response to the movie. That's really what it's about. And, um, let's see, uh, anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh, well, no, I mean, basically we're just, uh, really excited, uh, and passionate about it and really excited that we can finally, like, get it out there for the you know, world premiere Treat Fest and the East Coast premiere Women in Horror and finally get the audience to get the eyeballs on it. So we're excited about that. We actually lived in Atlanta for about uh, eight or nine years and uh, we shot one of our uh, one of our feature films, actually a couple of them, we shot uh, in that area. So it's actually kind of cool to go back to the Atlanta area as well because we know some people there. and So that'll be uh, a fun experience, I think, too. So it's kind of like a reunion for you guys going back to your old stomping grounds for this uh, film festival. Yeah, so it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit of one. Uh, there's some other festivals we're trying to get into that we uh, either were connected to the state or we've played in uh, before, which we'll know more about later in the year, which also will kind of be reunions. But, you know, for us, I mean, this is a passion project that we've been working on now from the pre-production phase pretty intently on for about three years. So it's really exciting to, you know, go through the process, make the film as good as you can, and, and finally get it out there, to, uh, you know, on a big screen so the audience can uh, react to it. So I'm excited to, excited to see that. And speaking of past projects, is there any films on a digital platforms we can check out by you guys? Yeah, there's uh, several out there. Uh, Dark Remains, uh, which was our third feature, uh, it's out there on a lot of uh, digital platforms now. I'm not sure which ones is carrying it right now. It's been out for a little while. Uh, and then we also, our, our previous feature, the one right before this one called Malignant, uh, is also out there on, on the digital platforms, and that's the one that uh, stars Brad Dorif as the uh, villain in that film and Gary Carnes as the uh, lead actor. Brad Dorf, nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was someone we really wanted for the role, and uh, he liked the script, and we were able to uh, get him on board. Uh, so it was, that was an exciting uh, experience, shooting with him. And that was a different movie for us, because we tend to do uh, more supernatural horror, or, yeah. uh, or very kind of creepy, kind of supernaturalish psychological horror, but Malignant was a little bit of a different film for us. It's kind of more of a medical uh, sci-fi uh, horror, so it was different. So it was kind of cool. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about working with uh, Brad Dourif a little bit more, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, no problem. Well, it was, uh, I mean, he, the thing is, I mean, that film, too, was a, was a you know, a very ultra-low-budget uh, you know, indie film, but what was great was, I mean, he really showed up and 
he delivered his all just like he was walking on a set, you know, like he does on his multi-million dollar movies he's on. So that, to me, was really amazing to see that he, you know, he didn't phone it in. He, he really cared about the character and he showed up prepared and did an amazing job. And he, he I mean, the thing is, you see Brad Dorf on the movie screen and, and, you know, he has so much screen presence and so much charisma but you never know how people are going to be like when you see him in person. But when we first met him for coffee uh, to talk to him about the role, it was just so weird because it really felt like he just walked off the movie screen and was sitting in front of you. That that same screen present and uh, presence and magnetism he has on the big screen, he's got that in person. I mean, those eyes are like uh, like two blue lasers. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's amazing. I mean, he's you really feel the presence when you're with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a very uh, he's a very intense guy, but he's just a pleasure to work with, and we were just so fortunate to have him. That's awesome because you never know with uh, celebrities and actors are they going to be really approachable or are they just going to be a total <laughs> bit to you in real life? Yeah, I mean you really don't know, especially when you're doing you know a, a lower budget movie. You know, you don't know how they're going to react to it and, you know, how they're going to see it. But, I mean, you can tell from, from working with him just on one movie, you know that if you're going to cast him and he's going to do your movie, he's going to do your movie. I mean, he's going to treat it just like any other role and give it his all, which is a real testament, I think, to him as an actor. Awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, so uh, thank you for this interview. Well, thank you so much for for having me on. It's great. And I will link you up with the podcast whenever it's online so you can listen to it. You can share it on your website. Oh, it's great. Thank you. And thank you. I hope you have a good day. Uh, You too. Thanks so much. Have a good day.